This is Payments Innovation. We take you deep into the DNA of digital finance with some of the most respected voices in the industry. Let's dive in. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Payments Innovation Podcast. I'm your host, Miada Hassan, and today I'm joined by two fellow currency clouders for a very special edition of Payments Innovation Podcast, our Black History Month episode. In this episode, we'll dive into personal stories, successes, and lessons learned from being a black figure and mentor, not only in currency cloud, but in the fintech space in general. But first, a very, very warm welcome to Finbi Banjoko, our Director of Sales Development, and Ola Malamo, our VP of Banking. Welcome. Why don't you guys start by telling us a little bit about yourselves and your roles? Um, and as our theme for Black History Month this year is a salute to sisters, Finbi, why don't we start with you? Thank you. I'm Finby, Director of Sales Development. What that means is I'm responsible for supporting the global sales development team with finding and qualifying new opportunities for the company. And then hopefully our sales team then turns them into customers. And Ola? I'm Ola, Ola Malamo. I lead our banking team at Currency Cloud. And that team is responsible for identifying the banking partners that we uh, work with, that we will integrate with, that will ultimately offer their products to our customers. Um, so I'm responsible for uh, identifying them. And then once they're integrated and live and kind of we've, we've packaged that solution, um, I'm responsible for the ongoing relationship management of them to make sure that we operate in an optimal fashion. Amazing. Amazing. As well as your day jobs, you're also co-chairs of Black. Uh, Black is our ERG group here at Currency Cloud, our employee resource group. And uh, I want to know a little bit about Black. What is Black? Why was it started and, and who is it for? So Black stands for Black at Currency Cloud, um, and Ola and I started it informally as a way for Black employees to network, share their experiences, socialise and learn from each other. And the sole purpose is mainly to promote the growth and success and retention of our Black employees across all functions, locations, because obviously we're a global company, and hopefully serve as leaders and contributors to the ongoing recruitment of um, Black employees across the business. I think the only thing I'd add in addition to that great summary is uh, the Black ERG is our our mission is to empower our Black colleagues um, globally and uh, create a safe space for them where they can discuss anything, um, where they are included, where they feel supported uh, professionally, personally, um, and really uh, a space for them to thrive in their careers at Currency Cloud and Visa. Black History Month is obviously here and where we're, we're doing stuff now. And I just want to know, what does Black History Month mean to you guys? I think Black History Month for me is an opportunity to highlight our history, plain and simple, and to give us an opportunity to uh, show up in ways that we, we don't often show up in various channels um, and places. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think the the reminder is about the rich history of Black people as well. It's not just about slavery. It's celebrating all the accomplishments that Black people have had and how they've contributed to the growth of society in Britain or whatever, whichever country is celebrating it. It's also an opportunity for the allies to continue to understand and see how, how they can support the Black community with the different struggles that they face on a day-to-day basis. It's funny you speak about allies as well. Um, so I've been at a lot of establishments where they don't necessarily celebrate Black History Month. And for me, it's really important that these institutions, you know, celebrate and recognise Black History Month. But I want to know why it's important to you guys. I think it makes Black employees feel appreciated for the company they work for, included and also seen. 
it's not just a one month. You need to ensure that this happens throughout the year. <laughs> but having a, a an organisation that is committed to DNI and actually does things during Black History Month to celebrate um, the black the black culture is great. And it also shows that they're taking an active role in educating themselves as an organisation to understand the black experience and try and make that experience as equitable and fair for their black employees. But I don't actually think companies need to celebrate it. However, I think it is important for companies to give their employees the space to celebrate it and to, for them to recognize it. Black wasn't started because our CEO or anyone at Visa said, hey, you, you should do this and you should create the CRG. It was ground roots that came from the bottom up and we were given that safe space to do so and we were encouraged to do so and given the tools and equipped to, to, to make it a success. Um, and I think that is what's really important because then it speaks to the mindset of the organization. It speaks to them really valuing diversity and inclusion. And I think that's really what's important. So on the on the sort of line of thinking about, you know, supporting and empowering our Black employees, do you actually think that the fintech industry is doing enough, especially at early stage career, you know, and entry level career? And do you think that we're doing enough to attract new Black talent? I don't think more companies are doing enough, personally speaking. Representation matters, and that's a statement, and it's true. If people don't see themselves in an organisation, they're less likely to join it. So companies should um, try and take an active role in educating the next generation on the different varying roles across fintech as well. But then also looking at your leadership team is a big thing. So you may be looking at hiring employees, but do you see them throughout all the different ranks of the leadership? So if if that isn't happening and it's everyone in junior roles that tends to be black, that's a thing to address as well. So obviously that's really interesting for me. Uh, you're looking at the later end of the pipeline, which is the leadership aspect. But I would argue that it's also really, really important to think about it from the beginning of the pipeline, where kids experience a very traditional mindset of what our career paths should be. We touched earlier on about how, you know, our parents coming from our backgrounds were very much doctor, lawyer, engineer oriented. So for a lot of us, there's not even that visibility that fintech even exists and that it's a possible career path. So I'd actually argue that starting schools is very important because once you're locked into the career, if you choose, for example, medicine or law, you might be deterred from thinking about other potential career paths because, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm an example of that, obviously. I started off as a chemical engineer. That's what I did for my degree. And uh, that's because engineering was a very traditional career path. But I got very lucky at university and the networks I connected with and I ended up in, in, in tech. But if you'd asked me what fintech was at the age of 14, I can't say that I would have been able to tell you. So I do think actually starting a little bit earlier with talent acquisition is really, really important. It's, it's very important to start the outreach before kind of talent acquisition get involved. Case to, to kind of bring that to life, I recently met someone who was looking to transition from medicine to uh, fintech and it transpired that he'd originally studied medicine at the insistence of his parents, but his heart wasn't in it. And he's always wanted to kind of go into technology or fintech, um, but he, he didn't see a path forward and he didn't have that support of his parents. And so now that he's older, he's got a lot more autonomy and he's got a lot more agency. Um, he's becoming, he's a self-taught developer and he's looking for his first role into technology and into fintech specifically. And I think that just goes to show that um, that step before the outreach by organizations is absolutely important. We're on the topic of career and career is a third of our lives. It's really important that we discuss these, these, these topics, especially in our community where we were just talking about, you know, making sure that people sort of 
advance and we're recruiting people and retaining that talent, what career lessons would you give to your younger self and therefore, you know, to younger people who are early on in their career as well? It's a weird statement to make, but I've never really seen myself as black in the workplace as a black person. I just turned up as for me. I never thought about my race until 2020 happened. Then it became very apparent <laughs> about the struggles of black people. And then I started to remember scenarios I'd been in in the past. It's like, oh, they treated me that way because I'm black, basically. Um, so I think throughout my career, I've always done this. And as a person just in life, my name, Thumbi, some people can't pronounce it, um, but I always ensure that I correct them. So continue to correct people and empower them to say your name correctly. And I think also microaggressions became very apparent when people started to realise the little statements that people make that in passing, it didn't really seem like a big deal. But when you realise what they're actually saying, it is quite impactful for black people. So calling out microaggressions, um, calling out when people touch your hair because you change your hair every couple of weeks, little things like that, that people feel, I guess, entitled to do because they don't realise that they're impacting you. But I guess now after 2020, black people have raised their voice of all the different things they've gone through in their lives. So non-blacks are aware of the different scenarios that you probably shouldn't be saying certain things. Or if you're thinking something, maybe go educate yourself first before you go and actually make that statement. So yeah, that would be the biggest career lesson I'll give to my younger self. Continue to correct people and empower others to do the same. And Ola, over to you. What what career lessons would you give to your younger self? Identify, find what you enjoy doing. Figure out what you don't enjoy doing because that's equally important. And then find find a way to do more of what you enjoy doing and be celebrated for that and then when it comes to work like work hard just deliver just always 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 deliver that's the absolute minimum don't be afraid to push back um, on on parents or guardians or whoever where what you enjoy doing and what you want to do and what you're good at what you're excelling at is different from their plans for you and I think beyond just pushing back on, on you know, your parents or society or whoever else, I think the one important thing to highlight is that it's okay to take risks. Um, like for me, jumping into the fintech industry was a huge risk because I knew nothing about the payment space and I knew nothing about the, uh, the finance industry as a whole. Um, and those risks really paid off. And I think that's the general rule of thumb in life, right? And if you are not delivering in a space, as you said, find the space where you can deliver and, and take the risk on that bet on yourself. Okay, let's move on to something a little bit lighter. Our Black History Month theme this, this year is a salute to sisters. And I think it's really important that we highlight important historical, or even just historical current figures in our community. And I'd like to know which sister you guys would like to celebrate this month and why. I'm going to go personal on this one. And I use her, she's my role model, my mum. So she moved to the UK fleeing the civil war in Nigeria when she was around eight years old. Um, she raised five of us single-handedly. So is a carer. So she fostered children as well as having five of her own kids and also is a long-term carer for people with mental health and learning difficulties. So she is inspirational in the sense that she always wants to empower people and build people up and make them feel valued and not limited by their circumstances. It doesn't matter where you've come from. You can always achieve. Honestly, that's that's so inspirational. And to think that, like you said, and it's coming back to that risk thing. She took a huge risk leaving Nigeria and coming to the UK. And not only did she look after what what would we would consider her own obligations, her children, but she actually went further and 
and started looking after, you know, more vulnerable people in our society. So yeah, definitely celebrating from Boo's mum. And Ola, who would you like to celebrate this month? Also my mum. <laughs> but but for different reasons, clearly. She moved to the UK when she was much younger than I am now. And uh, coming from Nigeria and not having much of a network over here and having to raise three boys in a foreign country that was frequently or sometimes hostile to her just because of her color of her skin or her accent or anything. Um, now, as an adult, I can appreciate how difficult that, that would have been, how challenging that would have been. Um, but she did it with grace. She did it with style. She always had a smile on her face. Um, people I meet, because she's a teacher, I, I've met some of her students, and she always leaves people um, smiling and feeling good about themselves. She's, she's full of wisdom. And there are a lot of sayings that she has, um, which which are which have and are influencing my life today. And I, I will always celebrate her, and I appreciate her for for everything that she's done. Yeah, no man, we're celebrating Ola's mum as well because teaching it's not easy. <laughs> it's not easy for me. I'm changing the pace completely. Don't get me wrong. Sorry, mum, I do love you, and I do think you are worth celebrating. Uh, but. The person that I picked is actually Issa Rae because she's just so unapologetically herself. And I think that I, for once in sort of media and in, in series, I kind of saw myself a little bit because I feel like it was it was just one of the others. Either you have the like extremely like model-esque black woman in media or like the other end of that stereotype, which is very angry, very large, very whatever. And I felt like the awkward black girl wasn't really captured. And I felt like for once, I actually did see myself in sort of the media. Okay, moving on to the last question. Is there a black woman artist, writer, creator that you'd like to highlight? Something, you know, something like, what would you recommend? Some re some light reading, some homework for the audience. Dara Blacks. She's a singer, uh, writer, very creative person. Dara Blacks is my cousin and I love her dearly and she is such a talent um, and she's such a great person and I want to give her that shout out. Cool. Everyone go start streaming that. Spotify app. Stream it. Let's get those streams up. And Fumbi, what about you? Uh, mine would be Michaela Cole. So the British Ghanaian actress, filmmaker, composer, singer, ever. she covers so many different genres. But she's had such an inspirational story and journey, challenging at times as an actress and filmmaker. But my thing is she always represents her African heritage and roots of pride. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you guys. Um, and this was a fantastic opportunity for me as well. I've really enjoyed this conversation. And it's really been great chatting to you about, you know, your sort of experience of the fintech industry and advice, the valuable advice you have to give to, to people. Not only, as you said, from the, you know, other black people, but also, like you said, you know, how companies and how our allies in the community can support us. So again, thank you guys so much for important part in that knowledge. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure the listeners will also really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us here on Payments Innovation. We'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas about the show. Connect with Currency Cloud on Twitter or LinkedIn to find out more. And remember to subscribe via your favorite podcast player. Until next time.